ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. About to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Vortex Optics. Proudly made in the USA, Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to SasquatchFuel.com. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. So, sitting here, uh, kind of a whirlwind last minute. Oh shit, somehow I lost four episodes to the cloud. Episode with uh, my California brother, Chris McKelvey. I appreciate it, man. You're saving my ass. <laughs> Not a problem, man. And hey, actually, you nailed the last name. I've been, I've had that butchered by bosses, teachers. I mean, everybody <laughs> my whole life. They want to put letters in there that aren't there, and I, I can't ever understand it. Dude, you see my last name, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, I just did a little bit of math. Now. You, I heard you talking about uh, Louisiana and stuff uh, in, in your in your past, and then I read your last name just now. I was like, all right, I. I yeah, we're getting that shit right. I don't mess around when it comes to people's last names because mine gets slaughtered, dude. I could tell you it, and then a day later, you're just uh, stumbling all over. So, yeah, that's got a lot of letters in there. Yeah, I think, what is it, 11? 
be be a kid in first or second grade writing that son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> first name makes up for it a little bit. So yeah, man, I uh just so everybody kinda has some background. Um you know, we've been talking for a while on uh, on Instagram via DM and whatnot, and uh, we both live in California. We hunt in California. Uh, there's some misconceptions um, about hunting in California. Um, yeah. I mean, we have great opportunity. Um, the political mis well, I don't even say political misconceptions. They're not misconceptions. They're batshit crazy for the most part. Um, yeah. And and you've done what are you nineteen? Well, you'll be in your twentieth season this year, correct? Yep. Yeah. So you've, I mean, you've had some, some. Well, just like all of us, right? Some good seasons, but some really good success. Um, I know, looking at the IG um, from last year, man, you guys, uh, you had kind of a, a first. The guy you've been hunting with for nineteen years, you guys doubled down on opener. Yeah, that's that's definitely the first for me. I mean, opener, you know, we it's we go out for tradition always, but it's it's uh, very low expectations. It's more just about my uh, so air quotes right now. <clears throat> my grandpa, the guy that kind of started all this, uh, he he called it the Camadre, which uh, he, he I so I posted something today and it, it I mentioned him in it um, or kind of alluded towards him, but he just had a his perspective towards things and the way he. The way he broke stuff down was almost like a like a child's childlike simplicity, and not like he, he wasn't a stupid man, but he would just he could cut through all the BS and all the other stuff and break stuff down in a way that you know, like my three year old pointed out the the uh, what did he say the shiny bird, and I you know I'm looking at the dove on this on this power line in the picture that I posted, and I'm like you know it's just kind of a, I don't I don't really think I've never been a wing shooter, so I don't get that excited about birds. I guess you know raptors kind of get me going a little bit, but you know, my son pointed out the shiny bird and I kind of, it, it took me back and I looked at him and I was like, you know, he really is kind of, he's got some iridescence and feathers. He's shiny. He's kind of a, he's a pretty bird. And you know, I really should appreciate him for that. But, uh, uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got off track a little bit with that, but just, it's, it's the camaraderie. I mean, I think, which is a compound word that's got to be like the, the, uh, camaraderie with your compadres or something like that. But <laughs> it's just more about being up there with, uh, with all the partners on opening weekend and, uh, and more than anything else. But yeah, like I said, that was a, that was a first for us. I mean, so, and again, air quotes that the guy I've been hunting with, you know, this whole time, my dad is, is my stepdad, but I don't call him that because I had another one of those. And, uh, that guy was, a an ass hat and mm-hmm. you know, my, my air, again, air quotes, dad is not worthy of that same title as that guy. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh he's he's seen me he's seen me pull the trigger, he's seen me harvest a couple times. Uh I've actually never seen him take a buck in the whole time we've been hunting together. And uh and we went from, you know, all that and to I mean side by side. If if I could have got my stuff together quicker, it would have been picture perfect. I mean, they were standing facing away from each other, vitals just barely open, uh, you know, uphill of us looking opposite directions. And I mean it it'd have been it'd have been a perfect shot if I was two seconds quicker but <laughs> but yeah. i hesitated that's simultaneous trigger, so yeah that'd be... i had to readjust and you know it wasn't it wasn't picture perfect but it was still pretty awesome that's that's pretty goddamn picture perfect man i mean you're talking yeah. seconds apart so i'm gonna step us back because i took us forward real fast why don't you give everybody a little bit of background and uh you know just tell us about chris and and your outdoor experience and all that good stuff man so all right so almost 20 years of hunting, but I still kind of feel like I got a late start. I was, uh, I was 16 the first time I actually went, 
uh, deer hunting. And that was only the second, the second hunt that I'd ever been a part of. Uh, one of my, one of my father's, my real dad's buddies, uh, took me duck hunting with one of his kids when I was seven or eight or something like that, which I mean, you know, for me, I was a hyperactive kid turned into splashing around in puddles and probably not so conducive to the mission that they were on. But, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't even close to, I had no idea what we were, what to expect other than we, we got up early and, and there was a bunch of puddles. And like I said, I was that kid in the puddles. So, um, first deer hunt. Yeah. My, uh, my mom, so my air quotes, dad, my mom, my mom dated my dad before she ever met my father. And just through fate, they, they didn't work out. And, uh, you know, my mom met my real dad. They, they hit it off, got married, had us. Some things didn't hit so good, kind of fell apart. And, you know, life went on for a long time. Uh, they, they met again. My, my air quotes grandpa, I think, sent an invitation to my mom for my, my dad's uh, 40th birthday party. And, you know, they hit it off again and, and it was, you know, right back to where they should have been in high school, basically. But, um, he, my, my, the, the new family, you know, the, the, the picked up family, um, long history hunting. My, uh, my grandpa bought into a piece of property with, um, nine, nine guys. Ultimately it ended up being in like the seventies and it was, uh, seven, seven USGS sections. So uh, ter- terrible math, but, uh, it's what, 640, 640 times seven plus a couple of random chunks of BLM around there, you know, mixed in. So basically for, for what they paid for it back then, they got nine sections that were locked behind our gates and, and yeah. it was just, you know, deer hunting paradise. I mean, all the, the, the stories, the stories go on forever, you know what I mean? And I've seen a lot of, uh, so my first impression of this was I come into a house with, uh, with two mounts that. Uh, I think there's pictures up probably on there where one of mine next to two of my dad's from, from like the eighties and they're, they're both, they didn't do well until, uh, Boone and Crockett actually made a non-typical blacktail category. And then with their justice scores, they were like first award and, and second place in the world for non-typical blacktail. It's like a seven by nine and a nine by 11. I think they call the other one with all the little cheaters and kickers on there, but it's, there's, there's good genetics up there. You know, it's amazing. But uh, due to, again, circumstances and fate, life, all that, they lost it. Um, one of the lowest contributing partners uh, wasn't into it anymore, decided he was going to leave it to like his 16, you know, less than intelligent grandkids. And one of them was like, hey, this would be a great place to park my meth lab. Oh. And, you know, a couple of the other widows weren't into it anymore and then all that. And so uh, my grandpa was like, we're done. We're not. This isn't, this isn't what Buck Fever's about. We're, we're we're selling out. So, uh, that opportunity kind of left before I ever, before I ever came into the picture. Some of my, I got a couple of people in my, in my real family that actually hunted deer, um, before I ever came around. But you know what I mean? Again, I just kind of missed the opportunity. Mm -hmm. My, my father's dad was a big deer hunter, but he also had asthma. The last buck he shot almost killed him. Uh, (laughs) made a shot that wasn't so good. And it, ran like forever downhill somewhere, you know, up in the Sierras and, uh, the, the pack out was, you know, took more than what he had. So he said, I can't, I can't ethically try to keep doing this if I'm, you know, going to kill myself or lose the animal trying to get it out of here. If, if everything doesn't go according to plan. So, um, I kind of was almost a hunter that wasn't until, like I said, my mom and my mom and dad got back together and, uh, and it was just, you know, hit the ground running from there. I mean, I have, uh, I've got pictures I took when I was a kid, 
on disposable cameras uh, of deer. Just, you know what I mean? I've always been chasing them. I just, uh, I never had the avenue to get to out. See right. You know, you had to turn it into hunting. <laughs> and so the first couple seasons, we didn't have really a place to go, but my dad saw the interest and, you know, a chance to form a bond. So he put a lot of time and, uh, <laughs> time and effort into hot his own brush country. Cause that's all, uh, that's all he, you know, I mean, he knew the area that he grew up hunting and when it went away for him, he kind of gave up on it, but you know, saw the, I don't know, really probably the need for it for me. It was kind of a, probably a, probably a lifesaver really. You know what I mean? It, it's for a th- lot this, of people, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this lifestyle was something I really needed. It was, uh, it was all timing. I mean, everything life is timing, but you know, it all, it all came around, uh, it all came around the right time, but yeah, just the first couple years were rough. I mean, we had uh, <laughs> public land bees on brush country, like I said, you know what I mean? And and they were, everybody was out of shape, hadn't really been in it for, you know, been out of it for a couple of years and then trying to get, you know, trying to get this kid started. So <clears throat> it was my dad, the guy that I kind of, that I refer to as my uncle, who was, I mean, <laughs> he was a mountain of a man. He had a big heart. Uh, we lost him to, uh, what do you have? Um, shit. The neurological something will come to me later. But he, he died in his 40s. You know what I mean? It was one of those just before his time. But he was, uh, he was you know, like my uncle or, or an older brother kind of guy. But mm-hmm. my first first couple of seasons hunting, I mean, he'd just volunteer because somebody, you know, somebody had to do it. He'd go dive out into these just never-ending brush fields. And you know, talking to on two way radios and he's cracking jokes the whole time. And he's, he was six, five, you know, and he'd, he'd hold his rifle over his head and put his orange hat on top of his rifle. And we couldn't see him through the manzanita. So you're looking at, you know, seven, eight feet of brush and, and he's down there cracking jokes and we can't even see him. There isn't a deer to be seen in sight. You know what I mean, uh, we weren't even seeing hunters at that point. So yeah, the early years were rough, but, um, we kept after it. We, we did a late season hunt as a G4, I think is the G4. You want, it's it's that East wilderness, East wilderness, Payne's Creek Mm -hmm. area and actually saw deer for the first time, but (laughs) legal buck during hours. But there's the way we drove into it. There's one, one acre that was for whatever reason, a little fenced off area that you had to drive through to get, you know, to get into the rest of the refuge and the most beautiful three point I'd ever seen at that point in my life, because it was the first legal buck I'd ever seen in season walked, you know, into this little one acre area, stopped in the middle of the road and stood there and looked at us. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> I think at that point, like I said, it had been two or three seasons. And, and I, that was the first, the first legal, actually probably the first buck I'd seen, let alone legal. But, you know, again, he's standing standing right in no man's zone. So we can't do anything. And we just kind of watched them trot off and here come a couple of guys on ATVs, chase them off. But, uh, the year after that, um, <clears throat> Scott, my uncle, he found, uh, he found a piece of the original property for sale. And, uh, my dad and a couple of his buddies and, uh, Scott and one of the other original sons all kind of, you know, pulled their money together and, uh, you know, bought us our paradise back. So that's the, the all that all the the um just the pictures of the scenery of of the hunting pictures that i've been putting up and uh everywhere every deer i've ever taken is from 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 up there 
Yeah, yeah. So, so folks understand that. So for me, you know, for, for Southern California going up to like B zone um, and getting, you know, central to Northern California, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, down here, man, we're so overgrown, you know, it seems like most of the trees, even up at elevation are choked out. Um, so I, for me, like I say, you know, going into B zone is like almost a heaven, man. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I mean, I, I talked to I had a, <laughs> a buddy I worked with uh, that actually since moved up to Alaska. So now he sends and I'm super jealous nonstop. He sent me a river otter. He got in a trap today. And it's I mean, it's the biggest otter I've ever seen in my life. He sent me a picture of an ermine yesterday that he got in a trap, but, uh, I tried to get him to come up there. He's, you know, he's a typical California guy running around on public land his whole life. I was like, Hey, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not a slam dunk. I can't guarantee anything, but you're more than welcome to come up to our spot. And he, he asked me what the elevation was and then kindly declined. He's like, no, nah, I don't want anything to do with that brush, man. I was like, Hey, <laughs> it's rough. You know, you're going to get beat up and scratched up, but they're in there, you know, they're, yeah. they're in there for a reason. It's, it's nasty. No one else wants to, you know, but yeah. It's uh, it's it's under my skin, man. It's in my blood. I, you know, you say that right is, and, and we hear it all the time, even from you know guys that hunt here at home. Oh, it sucks, and this, that, and the other. But I agree, man. It's folks don't want to go where they're at. Um, yeah. I, man, I saw my number's going to change. So if someone is listening on a regular, if my number changes by one or two, don't hold it against me. I'm going to say we were into 12 to 15 bucks this season in, in one spot, my early season archery, we had seven like a plus shooters, um, three that were, yeah, we could let them grow a year or two, which is odd for here. Right. Um, yeah. California, what? Yeah, exactly. Well, but but that's the thing is <laughs> the mountain lions are going to get them right. But that's what everybody thinks when they start talking about California, right? You, I don't yeah. see anybody that my late season spot is hell, and we don't see any sign of anyone in there. We don't see anybody getting you know. And I'm not trying to sound Billy badass or nothing, you know. Back in where we're going or as steep as we're going, and there's freaking animals. You had a bachelor, you're talking about one bachelorhood, right? That had like yeah. 12, 13, 14 in it. Yeah, I was man. impressed when you said that. I mean, and I'm, I'm in California, but I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of, I don't know. I, I'm not, I was born in Southern California and uh, transplanted up here when I was four. And I don't, man, that just, the lower half of the state gives me anxiety. There's too much going on down <laughs> there. And I, I just kind of, I think I've, I've painted that same picture towards the deer hunting down there. You said that and I was like, that's a lot of deer. Hell you know yeah, what I mean? Man. Like, yeah, I need to. Maybe I need to start driving south. Maybe north isn't the only option. <laughs> but it, it's funny because I was listening to a podcast and another SoCal guy, and you know they were talking about seeing one or two deer all season. And I'm going, "Fuck, you're not hunting then. You you, you yeah, can't be hunting, <laughs> right?" I. It, it's to the point, and I'm not trying to sound like Billy Badass again, but it's to the point where it's if you if you're gonna go. And hunt deer here, you, you're going to have to hurt. You're going to have to suffer a little bit. It is what it is just to get into them most of the time. But they, yeah. we have great numbers, man. Yeah. We have great numbers. My buddy, he got a, I want to say that was a three by four on camera one night. He went out on a late hunt and uh, came by the house after. And it was in no man's land. And it was, 
it was a phenomenal buck, dude. I was like, holy hell. If I if I didn't know what to expect to get down to the area, I would have went after it. <laughs> but I didn't even want to go there. It was like, hell no. It's rough. It is rough. Yeah, right? You're, you're looking at something that's awesome for California, you know what I mean? By, by California public land standards or by any standards, and you're still like, nah, nah. it's all right. Oh, dude, okay it was, there? Yeah, it was <laughs> hell. I mean, you're talking, you're talking five miles through you know how overgrown we are um just through all that overgrowth it it was just i've been down there and it was like there's i just don't have it in me to do it if it was an elk it'd been different (laughs) (laughs) which is another strange commitment right you're you're looking at how many times the meat you know how many extra trips and you're like yeah i could do it for an elk yeah one trip yeah one trip of that hell i don't think that's worth it you know it's gonna be a really good story (laughs) not you and i think that's kind of i think you know with this new elk pursuit of mine um it's kind of tainted me a little bit man um i'm as excited as i am about getting on the mountain getting in the woods arrowing an animal i'm so obsessed with that freaking wapiti that it's it's the priority it is the priority it's the craziest freaking thing what was the what was the the switch flipper on that one why why i mean you i know you've been i know you've been after him you decided on the what before you went to uh before you went to wyoming you you were you were after for a year i mean you committed to the plan but what was it were you that sold then or was it was it here in the bugles hearing him scream in your face i mean was that the real game changer yeah, or was I, it already- I, I think it, i think it's the whole experience with them right so you you do all this prep work and and no matter what we're chasing we're gonna go the range um yeah. you know we're gonna work on certain things you know scent free and this and that you're gonna work on your physical fitness but when you start talking about elk and the fact that you can socialize with them right air quotes and yeah. they're vocal and they're socializing and you can put yourself in that and try and beat them in that. It just adds yeah, another element level, to right? it. Yeah. It just yeah. There's another level to that. Another element, excuse me, that man, it's, it's crazy. And then when you hear the sons of bitches bugle and you hear those yeah. cows chirping, dude, it's next level. It's like, it is. Yeah. F the world. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've never been in that with a tag. You know what I mean? In, in pursuit of them. But the, uh, I, I ended up hunting at the, um, Lake Pillsbury, uh-huh. um, a couple times, a few years ago, a few years ago, well, yeah, like seven, eight years ago now. But, the that was the first, yeah, it was actually the first year I had a bow. So I was up there from the, like the beginning of bow season till, you know, I think I went up a couple times during rifle also because it's, you know, it's closer. Our, so our, I'm in Santa Rosa now and I, I grew up in Redding and our, our, you know, our spot, our, our property is up west of Redding. So it's like five hours door to door, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or on a Friday after work, it's like seven hours from San Francisco <laughs> in dreadlock traffic with me pulling my hair out screaming, thinking I can still make it. I have shooting light. It's going to be okay. I'm going to get there. Which yeah. never pans never, out. You know I what I mean? I was going to say, no, yeah. not with our traffic. But, uh, you know, so Lake Pillsbury is a little closer. So I, you know, a couple of, you know, run up there, just leave early and go up there for the day kind of thing. But, uh, they, or, you know, I spent all, you know, spent weekends up there a couple of times too, but it was my lullaby the whole time. And I, and I didn't totally shocked. I mean, I knew the herd was up there, but I'd never, I'd just, you know, I've, I've seen them on hunting shows and stuff, but I'd never live in person seen them bugle. And it's, it was distracting, man. I spent probably half the weekend just watching leave the bow in the truck and go walk towards, you know what I mean? Go yeah. walk over towards them. So I didn't, 
have the fish and game guys thinking of me the wrong way. I just, I just want to watch these things, man. I mean, look at them. Mm-hmm. And there's something yeah, else, man. When you're when they're when you're right there with them, yeah. And you're watching that big ass animal move. They they're just graceful, man. Everything about that animal is just. And and I hate using it because it's. And I don't want to say it's overused, but we we use it in the description so much. They're so majestic. Um, yeah, that shit is not a stereotype, a falsehood, nothing. I mean, they are no. absolutely majestic. They're, yeah, I mean, they're, they're damn ninjas too, though. I, <laughs> I, I busted one, I busted one out of a little pile of man's knee that I wouldn't have thought was big enough to hold a, hold a deer. You know what I mean? Just kind of trying to sneak down a little, you know, an old skid trail or something, trying to, trying to keep away from the elk and still concentrate on deer. And, you know, I jumped this, this little spike or tiny raghorn bully. I mean, my heart went through my, just, <laughs> oh God, what is that? It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're, yeah. There's something else, man. They're amazing. So, uh, you DM me and, uh, we, this was in the early season. So my early season is usually 110, 115. And, uh, <laughs> You had uh, you you had said I, I love I love our early seasons. Can't wait for B Zone opener. We have to be as crazy as everyone else to hunt this. <laughs> yeah, and and man, when I read that, it it made me fucking laugh because I was like, I think that I never thought about it that way. But yeah, we got to be just as crazy as the rest of these sons of bitches that don't even hunt here to deal with this yep. mess. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there's got to be something in the water. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing to us, but it's. Uh... Yeah, it's it's nuts. I mean, yeah, you think about it. You really want to go and try to best yourself against an animal that that lives in those conditions, mm-hmm. on the hottest days of the year. Like, well, yeah, go for the summer solstice, right? That's perfect time to go yeah. after him, right? Well, might as well. But it, <laughs> but you know, I, there was years where I didn't want to hunt it, right? I, I you go out there and you do it, and you go, this sucks. Yeah. But then you have to live with. Could I have done it? Can I do it? Will I ever yeah. succeed in that? You know what I mean? And then you get out there and you're in six or seven bucks. And yeah, granted, you may only have a couple of hours in the morning. Then you got to figure out where they're at, where they're going. Um, but that's just it, it's part of it, right? It's part of that drawing it further and further and further in. And it gets to the point, man, you know, like this season, I was chasing one deer. I mean, I had opportunities on some of those others in that group, but I wanted the one deer. Yeah, I heard you saying that too, and I was like, "This guy's crazy. He's into he's into thirteen or fourteen bucks in SoCal, and he's he just he's going to settle on this one." Dude, this deer That's, that takes that takes commitment, though, man. I mean, a, a five by four, you said this deer is, dude. He's amazing. He is yeah. absolutely amazing, and that son of a yeah. bitch is so aware of his environment. So we, um, I don't know if you can imagine this. We have we have one ridge. And it's going east to west. And that east to west ridge is looking down in a canyon that's running east to west. And then there's these finger ridges that come down into that canyon that are running north to south. So we, mm-hmm. if we sit in the middle of it, we're able to see into three of them. And there's five total. <laughs> so in any given morning, afternoon, evening, they can be in one. They're in one of those five. And... The middle one is typically where they're at. And there's a hill that the does stayed on. And it's like the does are the god dang lookouts, man. Um, oh, yeah. And we'll sit there. We'll glass. Light will come up. And 
all the other deer are feeding and everything, and he's looking up at you. And and if you right. move or anything, and I mean you're talking, we're a good half mile away. The furthest point we're about three quarters of a mile away from him. And this dude will be looking at your ass and he'll just start moving further away from you. Nonchalant, yeah, doesn't right. give a shit. Not running. He's just, no, just okay, moving. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I want my buffer back. It is the craziest thing. So I think that's part of that whole deal with us. <laughs> Between yeah. he and I, you know, it's like I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna arrow your ass. Cause we could have went in. I actually went in with a buddy, my buddy Drew, on rifle opener. I took my fucking bow. And I'm like, well, if I see him, he's dead. Um, I, I just I gotta shoot him with a bow. You know, and it's a risk because if someone else gets in there, or if one yeah. of my buddies who knows where that area is, he's I know the guys tell me, look. If I see him, I won't shoot him. I, I'm going to call bullshit on that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that. right. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? And this dude, he is a, he is a fucking stud. A stud. Some guys have monster self, self-restraint though, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I don't have, I haven't had the opportunity too many times to find out honestly how right. much. So, well, I should say in, in, in the last, you know, in the last few seasons, I haven't, I haven't been tested. Like I said, the early years, I got a couple of, I had a couple of tests. I had that one little three point that just stopped in the middle of, you know, the no fire zone. And then I had a weird, weird situation in, in the first couple of seasons where I was, I was pretty sure my, my hunting partner, the, the other, you know, the other young lad on the property after our dad's bought the place, I, I, I was convinced he drove his quad off the cliff. You know what I mean? We got separated and uh, he was, he was drinking a little bit back then. And, uh, and I was just, you know, you just get that weird, like I had to, I was hauling ass back to camp to try to catch up and, you know, find out if he'd made it back there, if we needed to go send out the search party or what. And I, I had a, a three points, man. It's three points to test me now that I think about it. <laughs> Another one, a nice big three point. And we got a, up at our place, we got, we have two neighbors and we crossed through, crossed through one on the way in and one on the way out. And he was, I mean, this guy, I had to stop to, to open the gate to come through. And, and he was right there at the gate when I stopped the quad. And I mean, he stood there and looked at me and it was like, I, I got, I mean, he's right here. I can dump him in the road, throw him on the quad and still be the camp and only be about two more seconds delayed. But you know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the right thing. And I, I kept going and that was that. Yeah. Well, that's the, uh, that's when your ethics, man, that's when they're real. <laughs> yeah. It, you know? But I mean, it, not, and I'm, I'm glad it, so, you know, you, you said too, you had what, like the first, your first five years were pretty rough. You, yeah, you took yeah. one off. I had same thing in the, in the first, I, it took me seven seasons to, to punch my first tag. Um, and I'm glad that it took me that long, but I took, I took one year off in that, in that meantime, it was just schedule was busy. We didn't have a place to hunt and, you know, coming up to season, my dad and I talked about it and he's just like, I, you know, do you, do you want to get your tags this year? And it's like, nah, you know, and same, you know, I mean, just like you, I've heard you say it a couple of times, I kicked myself for it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd have been, you know, there, there was lessons that I missed that season. I'm sure of it, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just, uh, you know, I didn't know. So not coming from a hunting background, you know, my mom had us outside all the time. We did all kinds of camping. I, I didn't know, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to pull the trigger when I actually, you know, when it came down to it, I'd never, you know, I didn't grow up on a farm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in 4-H. I wasn't butchering and cleaning anything. We did some fishing when I was a kid, but you know, the fish aren't cute. It's not a, you know, it's not a warm, right. furry, cuddly animal. So it was, uh, I was, I was unsure how it was all going to turn out. <laughs> I, you know, I, that's a question I should ask people. Cause I, I've never, when I committed to doing this, 
maybe because I, I I made that decision, but it never it never dawned on me whether I would have an issue with it or not. Um, you always have a sense of remorse after the fact. Um, yeah, it's never it's never dawned on me like that. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't torturing cats and shit as a as a child. So. Right? Yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I mean. You, you're not a yeah. You weren't a te- <laughs> tested serial killer as a yeah. kid, so you not. You never can be too sure. But yeah, just uh, I mean, yeah, that's a well. Shit, we're talking about elk. You know how big they are, but uh, you know that's a, the deer is a lot a lot bigger than any fish I ever caught right. as a kid. And, and actually, as it turns out, so the the first buck that I shot, it was me and the guy I was talking about a minute ago that I was worried about. Uh, me and him. <laughs> there's a big chunk of well I, I guess i kind of lied to you earlier i said that all the deer all the deer i'd ever harvested were on on that property but there's a if you go out the upper gate from our property there's um Chastaturi national forest and there's a big chunk of uh, sierra pacific um that's you know right at that intersection where we jump out at basically and we were up there running around um i got up one morning to go you know, to go hunt and everybody else was asleep. So I just was, was set on hiking out of camp by myself. And one of our other partners rolled in with his son, Josh asleep in the back seat, a couple of quads on the trailer and said, we're going, we're going off the top. We haven't. And at that point, you know, we hadn't even, I think we took taken one deer off of our property in, in, in two years. So, you know, we were, kind of discouraged about the the purchase and you know finding all the problems you all everything you hear i mean mm-hmm. from all the excuses you hear from everybody that hunts and you know so there's no deer down here it was a bad he's got all of them over there everything in the book but <laughs> we ended up in a different spot and it was the right spot but we got um we got separated from uh, scott josh's dad and we were i was leaving breadcrumbs already at that point um i was i was grabbing the <laughs> grabbing the beer cans and soda cans and trash off the side of the road and, and moving them strategically to where we had a breadcrumb trail to get back and, you know, come around a corner into a big clear cut. And, and here's this, you know, here's this fork and horn. Actually, Josh says, uh, there's a doe and a fawn down on the bottom and he was looking way down and about 75 yards below the road. Here's this, you know, nice forky. He spotted us as soon as we rolled into there and he took off running. But, I, was, I used to shoot a lot when I was a kid, man. I had a, I was, I was deadly with my 22. First gun I ever bought was a 1022, and I used to, I mean, pump rounds through that thing till my fingertips were covered in lead. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if if I was if I was raising if I was raising a rifle at that point, it was you know it was meeting its mark, and I made a perfect shot on this thing. But it did that that flying squirrel jump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All four legs out, <laughs> and I and then kept running, and I was like, what just happened? I, I know I, I know I hit him, you know what I mean? But it all happened so fast that I didn't have time to question whether or not I was about to do it. You know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. just I, it I saw my target and everything happened and muscle memory. And, and then I, I thought, what happened? He, he's gone. Where did he go? Ran off out of sight. And a couple seconds later, I hear I, that's some, what I thought was something running back, but he, he tried to turn uphill and, you know, ran out of steam and started rolling back down. But of course he rolled way down. So <laughs> 200 something yards later down the Canyon, two kids that had never never done anything more than gutting fish or dragging this whole deer out of this canyon because we don't know what to do with it so yeah that's that's more memories that'll never uh <laughs> that's the stuff you that makes leave it. all that extra stuff down there you know what i mean it's yeah. a lot easier to drag them out yeah well it was uh I, I remember my first man and that was the hard part was the uh was the field dressing <laughs> yeah man 
I mean, I laugh at it, but there's a part of me that that shakes my head at myself because that inexperience, man, I, I probably left more meat than I'll you know ever want to talk about. Yeah. On that animal, um, I tried to, you know, I tried to drag him. I didn't have the right gear. I didn't have a, a, a pack to carry, you know, an animal. I had some game bags. I'm trying to tie the damn game bags together, draping them over my shoulders. After I figured I, I, I couldn't carry him. You talk to Kurt Teaser about that. <laughs> you know, you can't carry him. Like this, this dead weight is a lot heavier than I ever anticipated. And back then, I'm yeah. watching, you know, I'm watching guys in the Midwest and down south sitting in tree stands dragging their shit a hundred on, yeah. on game cards yeah, or calling the guy in with the side by side yeah and uh you know they're dragging at a hundred yards and loading up a, a full deer going to the butchering shop and yeah uh, man i'm in some deep nasty ass hole going what did i just do how am i gonna fucking do this yeah it, uh, did you go straight to gutless oh hell you no. started? I, honestly no i don't even care for gutless that much man really no, I, I was I was all dead set to, to do it this year you know, with my big backcountry plan that didn't didn't pan out. But uh, and then I still should have done it. I mean, I don't know why I didn't. But, you know, you just fall into the way you're used to doing yeah. things. And we've got the scanning room. So you just, you know, you, you pull them up and just do it the way I've always done it again. Muscle memory, I guess. And mm-hmm. I was looking at it after the fact. I was like, why did I do that? I got the I have everything for it. I wanted to try it. You know what I mean? What? I, so <laughs> I did it. When did I do it? I committed to do it. I think that was last season or the season before. Um, uh, and I, I don't know, maybe it, it's because the, the way that I feel dress and quarter, I've been doing it for so long and I do it fast. I mean, I can, I might be talking a little bit of shit. I'm saying seven to 10 minutes, dude. Um, Damn. That's so, not bad. So to sit there and learn something new and then try to go gutless, yeah. my meat doesn't get dirty the way I do it. I don't mind yeah. the blood and guts. I actually, when I'm gutting an animal, I like the smell. Uh, it's, it's I just like, that the other day and I agree. It's yeah, it's, it's weird, but yeah, it's, it's which just, is, you know, for me to say it's funny because I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big pansy. I don't like blood and guts. If it's gonna, if it, if it's gonna go back together or stay alive, I can't see it. Right. But you know what I mean? If it's at the point where, it's food. I'm processing it. I'm taking it apart for, you know, to get packed up and go in the freezer. It's a totally different game, but mm-hmm. I, I can't eat. Yeah. I don't, I don't do well with living things that are open and leaking. And <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you there. I mean, I, that it's, it's hard, you know, especially like an, an animal, you see somebody bleeding out or something. Oh, yeah. that's rough. But I think for me, it just goes, it, it's just part of the experience, right? It, it's just yeah. that, you know, it, it's just part of the whole spectrum of, of feelings, emotions, senses that you go through when you, when you kill that animal and, you know, start to harvest. Um, but yeah, the gutless, man, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan. Maybe when I finally, you know, kill an elk and get to take care of an elk, maybe it'll be a little bit different because it's such a bigger that animal. Moment, like, all right, maybe there's something to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot more meat. Yeah, well, you know, part of it too with a deer, man. I mean, even our larger, our larger mule deer, you know, you stand in between his hind legs, you could, you know, open them up right then and there, just you know, prop them against your legs, and elk ain't doing that mess. So I'm yeah. sure that yeah. tune will change. Uh, hopefully this September. <laughs> right, hopefully, fingers crossed for you, man. Um. So. We were going back and forth again on the DMs, man, and, and you were saying that you were at a point, you know, talking about the podcast, and I don't want to make this about the podcast, and we kind of talked about it before, you know, hitting record yeah. here, uh, 
But you had said in the DM that, you know, I wasn't at a point where the positivity was something that I wanted to hear. And then I, you know, woke up parentheses um, and, and hit play and haven't stopped. And that stood out to me, right? The reason that I started this thing was to try and have some kind of impact, share just average Joe, me and you, Mike Merrill, whoever it is, right? Um, share those stories. And, and there's always something, I don't care who it is I'm talking to, there's always something I take away from it. And it, it spoke to me, man. It was like, this dude right here, is exactly why the fuck I did this. Um, so I want to talk about that a little bit, man. Um, you know, it, it's from the DM and we haven't had a conversation about this prior to this, but it sounded like you were just in a place where it was just that negative. Here we go. Somebody's gonna give me California shit. That negative energy was just there and that was it. So expand yeah. on that a little bit and I'm gonna just jump in when I need to jump in. Yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I, I kind of, so I tried to kind of backtrack this when I, around the time that I sent you that, uh, that, that DM that you you're talking about. And, and I don't even, I was trying to figure out the, the timeline and who, I, should, I don't know. And it, it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't matter, but I was trying to figure, I was trying to put the puzzle or take the puzzle apart, I guess, figure out how, how it all came together backwards. Like who I, who, who, who I hit follow first and how it all ended up kind of how all the puzzle pieces kind of came together. But yeah, at some point I started, I started listening to, um, I started listening to the, uh, Michael Merrill podcast and I was, that was the first one of yours that I'd heard. And, and honestly the first real podcast I'd ever listened to, I, I like the idea of them, but, um, it, it, I don't, I don't just like, I'm not a, I don't, I don't call people on the phone. I'll send a quick text, you know what I mean? Or, or talk in person unless it's something that really needs, you know, really needs to be conveyed mm -hmm. in, in words. But, uh, and most of the time I, you know, or at least my opinion of podcasts was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't going to hold my attention or whatever, you know what I mean? But, um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't delete it or fast forward or skip to another one. You know what I mean? I just hit pause and I like, yeah, like you said, like I said, I wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. I just kind of, I got stuck in a, I don't know. I got stuck in a funk for a while. <laughs> it's kind of a, the easiest way to say it. I, I guess I got, I had a job, I had a job a couple years ago um, that I, I kind of decided I had to, you know, it's time to, it's time to get the big kid job and stuff. I was working at Trader Joe's. That's where I met my wife and uh, making good money there for, you know, for what you were doing. I was making like, 1840 or something like that. Um, almost 20 bucks an hour at, uh, how old was I? Terrible tracking back. I should have thought of some of this beforehand. Um, but it was, it was time. You know what I mean? I was like, we need to, if we're, if we're going to, if we're going to have a family, you know what I mean? We were already married. If we're, we're going to have a family, we, you know, we gotta, we gotta get real jobs. We gotta start, you know, moving forward. This is, this has been a great, you know, easy ride where you don't have to worry about too much, not a lot of responsibility, but it, it was time. So I quit my job, went to school. Um, I've never been a big, big on like school school either. So I went to, I found a trade school. Um, I enjoyed, I wanted to build rock crawlers. That was my plan. So I went to WyoTech out in Sacramento. Um, it was a good experience. Uh, got to, you know, got my hands on a lot of, a lot of tools that I never would have got to touch elsewhere, or at least not in the time frame that I did, but came out of it and didn't really fall into what I was planning to, uh, couldn't find anything really in the off-road world that I, 
that that was anywhere near here you know i was gonna have to move central or southern california and again like i kind of said earlier i sort of have a some anxieties about anywhere smart uh, man too much further <laughs> south than i am but um so we i found i found a job that seemed like it was going to be amazing and if i had a trust fund it would have been fantastic you know just for the fulfillment of the customers but i was working uh, doing restoration work and it started off it seemed great um and I don't know, honestly, and even this, like I was kind of trying to think about this earlier and I don't know why I let it happen, but I think I was so excited about the job um, that I, then it, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. I mean, it just, it didn't pan out to be what I thought it was going to be. And I got, I just got depressed. I mean, I let the guy that, that it was basically me and this guy, you know what I mean? It was me working side by side with the owner of the company and he wanted, you know, it was, at least as he kept telling me, you know, he was grooming me to be his replacement. He wanted me to buy him out. And, and I just, I think maybe that was it. You know, somebody saw, somebody saw something in me and, and, and he was giving me the time. So I felt like I owed him or something, but I mean, he, I, I tried, I tried everything I could changing myself to make it work. You know, I work harder, work longer hours. You know what I mean? Just sacrifice some of your, you know, your personal integrity to do things this guy's way, even though it's not the right thing to do. And, and it, I mean, I was, I was miserable. I got to the point where, you know, I, I was fighting with my wife all the time. Cause I was, you know, go home miserable. I mean, just not, <clears throat> wasn't, wasn't even making ends meet, let alone making progress there. You know what I mean? We right. were, we were, so you were talking to Tay Hale the other day and he was talking about, you know, keeping it real. And he said, he, he was saying, uh, or you, that wasn't the other day, but I listened to you listen to that podcast the other day. And he was saying, uh, talking about living on disability and, and just the anxiety of that, that I put a pit, a pit in my stomach when he said that we were, my wife and I were buying food and gas on credit cards for a while. You know what I mean? That's how, Tired and I don't know, again, like I said, I don't know why I let him do it to me. I don't know why I didn't just say, fuck you. I'm not the problem. I'm going to find something else. You know what I mean? But I stayed there and I mean, I was in misery trying to make it work for the longest time till, um, <laughs> till he hired another guy. It was like, why are you here? Like, this is a shit show. Like you're, you're, you know what I mean? Like right. you're, you're, you're worth more than this. And actually ended up getting out of there before he did, but he was, you know what I mean? He was well on his way before, but it just, it was, so again, it's just timing. I have no idea why or what it was, but that guy, you know, I mean, a stranger really, I mean, we, we became friends working there. He was there a couple months that I was there and, you know, saw just the anger and misery and everything. And was just, you know, just mm -hmm. some simple words. And, and that was enough and lit a fire. And I went and found something else that it was a great temporary job, but it didn't, uh, construction based industry, you know how that goes. So it, they got slow. I was the new guy. I got laid off. Um, and it kind of fell into, uh, I just, just finished my apprenticeship. I just journeyed out. I'm a local 38, uh, journeyman pipe fitter now. Nice. So that big boy job I was talking about, I did finally get into <laughs> it. But, uh, it took me some time, but I think that was a big part of it. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know where it went. I don't know how I lost it, but the, the confidence, you know, just, it went away. And I, I was, I was an angry, depressed, unhappy person. And, yeah, the this choosing. What did you? There's one of the other bullets you sent me, but uh, it's something about what you what you focus on, right? Yes. Yeah, so What's you, that one? Well, I, you are what you focus on. So where where I right. got that was, and and this is not a religious thing for me, right? Um, but it 
the the quote goes, uh, what you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. And that's Buddha, right? I'm not, you know, again, it's not a religious thing, but that speaks volumes to me because it's so freaking true. And, and like you're saying, you know, you get in that rut and we've all been there, right? We're, we're all, we all start at some point, unless you got that damn silver spoon. Um, yeah. We all start that build and, and we don't realize that we don't realize our own potential or our own worth as we're going through that build until like you, that, you know, the goddamn light comes on and yeah. we open our eyes to Ourself, not what someone else is doing or or what they're doing wrong, but we open our eyes to our own potential, and then we yeah. realize, hey, sky's the limit here, buddy. You know, start trying to spread your wings. Um, yeah, and, and and when you sent me that, it it just, I don't know, it just made me think of that. Um, you know, we we when you related it to the podcast, and especially with Michael Merrill, dude. I mean, that guy. I don't even know. I don't even know if Mike realizes how much of an inspiration he is. Right. So he's looking at, you know, like I know one of the guys he looks up to is Cam Haynes. You know, he looks at Sid Smith. Um, I don't think he realizes how much. And this was my one of my points in, in wanting to get you on was so the guys that we, me, you and other folk are drawing from can hear that they're having an impact on the rest of us. Cause I guarantee yeah. you that dude will be like, Oh, you know, come on guys. <laughs> Just super humble. Like oh, I didn't even man. do anything like, yeah, but look at you, man. I was yeah. him today. Yeah. Just, I mean, so what do you, when, uh, sometime earlier this year, you know, he was on, he was on his training mission for the elk or well, earlier this year, that was last year already. Wow. Time flies. Crazy. <laughs> but, uh, uh, they were on vacation in Florida and he's still getting his runs. In. And I'm like, so this guy's from Utah what's going on in, in Utah right now? What's the weather like? And I was in Florida. Yeah. If I go to Florida, I'm going to be in an air conditioned building. You know what I mean? <laughs> Taking showers about every two hours, probably. And given yeah. I've never been to Florida, so I'm making assumptions here, but I mean, this guy's getting out and running. He just, yeah, he, that, that guy. Yeah. It's crazy, man. He just, it, it just, it's infectious, man. It, you, you can't, yeah, you can't get away from it once it gets started. And it's, I, th- I thought it was funny. Uh, I commented on something, something tape put up, uh, either yesterday or today uh comment on you know you and motivation and i just like it, it's like the it's like the motivation inception you know here here's here's you talking about how much he motivates you and yeah. he's talking about how much you motivate him and i'm just standing back here like look at all these guys man look at all these guys doing all this motivating stuff you know what i mean it's it's yeah but it, it, it's what's it, funny about it it, it dude it <sighs> Sometimes I look at it and I and I wonder like people got to think it's horseshit at some point, but it really isn't. Probably. Like when Tato no. will DM me and be like, "Dude, you, you know you're inspiring me," and I'm like, "You too, motherfucker." <laughs> and it's just like this back and forth thing, and I realize it's a back and forth, but dude, it it is wholehearted and it's legitimate shit. Like, wow, I'm yeah. inspiring a guy that inspires me. Like, how can I go harder now? I mean, it's yep. just, dude, it, that shit is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you're fucking part of it, brother. <laughs> yeah, I am happy to be here. Yeah, it's, uh, man, it, it, it's just a great thing, dude. It's a great thing. Uh, and, and that's with all the negative shit around us in, in not just, you know, the hunting world community, 
everybody says industry. Garrett Weaver says, why do you care about the word industry? I don't know, Garrett. Um, it makes it sound evil. It, yeah. It gives it a different, it, yeah. it changes the connotation, right? Well, it doesn't well, become the, the legacy or the tradition. It becomes the, the, the economic engine, right? But, but I think that's, I think that's Garrett's point. Like business is necessary, right? It, yeah, it's a necessary yeah. thing, right? That's what it is. And I get that. Part of the change that has to happen. Yeah. But you know, there, there's Maybe. a part of it that is that tradition. That is that lifestyle that for whatever reason, myself and a lot of people um, think that that is a separate entity. And, and, you know, he was very, he was very good about not giving me too much shit about it when we talked. Um, but it is, it's the same thing. Um, you know, what we choose to call it, whatever, but there's just something great about it. And you're right. That, industry um i think it just makes some of us feel a little dirty i don't want fucking know. <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't know but it, it's just it, man the fucking whole community of people is just phenomenal man it is just yeah it is just amazing man um so okay go ahead i i, I tangented us way off of that shit so keep keep on going with uh that positive light man where was I? What was I talking about? Yeah, no, I mean, it just so again, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the why is. And, and, and I was, like I said, I was trying to track it back, but I think it just, it's so I, and like a lot of people that I've heard, you know what I mean? In in the, in your podcast that I've been just binge listening to since, since I, since the light came on (laughs) and I hit play again. But, um, I mean, I must've known I needed it. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I've, I've had this, I've had this, like I said, you know, disposable camera pictures of, of deer since I was a kid. Um, I I've, it's, it's always been there. I just, I just hadn't found the way to, well, even, even still, I don't think I really know. I can't put to words what it means to me. I've always struggled with that. I know it's important but I can't, I've never been able to find the, the words that I feel do it justice to really explain the why. So, and I think that was part of the, part of the problem. I think that, that added to the, you know, the nonstop bad mood was in the, you know, in the, in the finding the, the big boy job and the transition in life. Like I said, I'm a, I got a three-year-old old son now so trying to keep everything balanced on the home front which before you know what i mean it was you know my wife accepted that she was a hunting widow during deer season and i hunted <laughs> you know pretty much the the six weekends of rifle season that it usually ends up being and you know a couple here and there a couple seasons i'd, I'd you know I'd jump into archery and feel like i was in the shape to try to do it and that i could i could actually feel like i was ethically you know ready to to try it and you know but then that screeching hole. Yeah. <laughs> so trying to keep that balanced and, and feel guilty with the time away from family. But at the same time, you feel guilty to yourself, you know, or well, I don't even know how to say that. If you feel like you're not doing yourself justice mm-hmm. and it, I'm, I'm never going to be the the man I should be at home without the time in the woods. Oh, I, I, you know, I get that piece that I, that I need without it. So and trying to explain that when you can't find the words to someone that's like, yeah, I get that you like to go play in the woods, but you know, I'm home with this kid by myself without right. you. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the, it, it has to be just the, just the, the motivation inception. I think I just, there was just enough of it that, that it was, 
finally sunk in past my unwillingness. You know what I mean? I guess I wasn't able to keep it out anymore. Mm-hmm. So where I started to go with that is I, I poo-pooed Instagram, like a lot of people that I've heard. And finally, one of my, uh, one of my coworkers, uh, got me started on, it. he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I got this, you know, it's, I'm, I'm only on there for hunting stuff. You know, I, I had the, and, and I'm, I'm technically a millennial. So I, you know, I'm kind of self-bashing here with this, but I feel <laughs> like I don't, I don't put myself in that in the typical, you know, again, air quotes, millennial category, but, um, you know, I, I actually, you see even, you, you see somebody do something dumb and you'd say hashtag and make a smart ass comment. Right. Right. And, and now I think I, I mean, I put up today and I don't know how many times in the last couple of weeks, you know, you know, hashtag future of hunting or, you know, you know, take your kids outside or mm-hmm. something, just positive things. And I think that's how it's, I changed the way I looked at it and, and, I'm trying to use it towards my personal goal and, you know, maybe my, my mission that I'm on, whatever that is, right. make a difference, make myself happier, show the world, uh, the, the, the warm cuddly side of, of us, you know, vicious bloodthirsty killers. But you know, and that's the bitching part. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you said that, that was just like clicking, just immediately relating, um, you know, the family part and, and, there was years, man, you know, raising my kids. They were both athletes, and I'm sure you've heard that, and everybody else has. That shit, I remember seasons, man. I think I was lucky to get five or six days in an entire, you know, from from August to January um, yeah. because of sports and whatnot. But, you know, respond, damn grown-up responsibilities. Um, yep. But, man, you, I'm just uh, – I hate saying the same shit, but I, I feel like I'm just a better person when I come out of the woods or off the mountain. Um, yes, my, my my energy is different. I'm easier to get along with. I'm not a I'm not a man period jackass. Um, right. You know what I mean? It's just something about it that that just settles me, man. It, it's just even if I, I don't give a shit if I don't even see an animal half the time. I just need yeah. to be out there to level with myself and get rid of all those demons and the stuff that we carry around. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's next level, man. So I totally relate yeah. to it. I totally relate. And then the fact that you got a three-year-old, so you're probably, what, a year, maybe two max from taking them out with you? Dude, that is going I, to be I a don't blast. know, man. I've been, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure all that out as we go. And I, like I said, so I, you know, I got a late start to it. So I don't know. I don't have, see, he, <laughs> The post that I put up today is funny. I, I started a lot of I started to put stuff up and I end up with these long winded. I don't, I don't know if you can tell. I ramble a little bit. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife gives me a bad time about it. Me, me and my dad get going with stories and it's like we have to <laughs> we do bookmarks now, which which is a finger hooked over your nose so that you know how many times you digress from the story. And we, <laughs> you know, we end up with both hands curled, you know, over the bridge of our nose sometimes. And it's the the the, the real game is can you make it back to the original story. Which I mean, they're not you know. Fuck, they're stories we've all heard most of the time. Oh, yeah. But um, he, I, I was trying. I wanted to get him out last season, but it didn't. It didn't end up. And actually, my wife, you know, she kind of just flat out told me, she's like, he, he's not. He's not ready. And I don't. I don't know that I. I don't know that I agree with her. But I don't know. I didn't want to argue with her also because, like I said, I mean, we're our, our place is is a five hour drive, and right now, so it kind of, despite the way it was intended. Um, 
back in the day, it was one big cabin on the original place. And we don't have the section that that original cabin is on. So, it, you know, it's, it's, we've gone through the evolution out there. We did tents and then there was, you know, travel trailers. And as the mice and bears get into those things, they go away. And now everybody, everybody, but my dad and I have got a cabin up there. So we're, you know, we're crashing on couches or <laughs> we, we brought up a, we, he did get a, he bought a, a nice, uh, you know, like a small wall tent mm-hmm. that we, we used this year, but it's not ideal for, you know, containing a three-year-old. So, uh, and actually I, I mean, he was, he was technically two until birthday's October 19th. So, you know, most oh, of the season, the day yeah, most of the season he was two. So he, he just, you know, he just turned three, like right at the end of season, but I'm kind of glad my wife told me you're not doing it this year, but I don't know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to, I have other, I have other motivations towards this also, which I kind of, I touched on a little bit in one of the DMS with you, but I got a, I got a big, I got a big plan for this year. And if, uh, if I can, if I can pull it off, hopefully it'll be here local to me. So in a zone and, you know, I, I, again, I don't know how it's going to work out with him, but you know, whether I try to take him and we just go walk and if I get an opportunity and that's what it is, or if it's just close enough that, you know, I can call my wife and say, Hey, I got something on the ground, you know, bring him out here. Cause I, I want him to, we watch hunting shows, you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't pause it. I don't stop it. I don't he fast forward. He, you know, he sees the whole thing and I think he gets it, but <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't cry. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem sad, but I, I want him. He's seen, you know, he's, he's had venison. Um, he sees the, the, we don't have, we, my wife and I moved in the middle of deer season, uh, in October. And, uh, so I don't have, I don't have anything, the, my, I don't have my mount up at the house yet, but, um, you know, he's, he's always looked at the, looked at them up when they were up on the wall. Um, at where we were at before and you know my at my parents house my dad's uh, my dad's two mounts but um yeah i don't i don't know how much he really understands i don't i don't know if he's too young or not but i think i'm gonna try i'm gonna try this year to make it work out so he gets to at least see it on the ground and see the mm-hmm. breakdown process hopefully i, I, I think know. it's important man especially now <laughs> with all the with all the i'm gonna sound old as fuck um uh, electronics and all the distractions yeah. and everything. Um, I think it's hugely important, man. The earlier, the better, in my opinion. Um, you know, yeah. even, like you said, even if it's a scouting trip, you know, just to get them out there and walking around the woods yeah. with you on the mountain well, with you. Yeah. that That's the big test right now is where I'm trying to figure that out is I don't know what <laughs> I intended to take him on the hike last Sunday and it just didn't work out timing, timing wise. He, uh, <laughs> He's, I've been getting my hikes in on Sunday when he's napping and, uh, he didn't, wasn't having it. Mom was gone during nap time, which usually she puts him down anyway. And he was going to wait till she got home. And I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever you'll nap when she gets home and I'll, I'll get out for my hike a little later. But he just, it wasn't, he wasn't having, it wasn't going down for a nap. And I wasn't getting out to go again, air quotes, deer hunting without him. Last week I called when I was on my way home and he's, my wife says, Hey, Elias told me that he's pretty sure you're deer hunting without him and he's not happy about it. I was like, (laughs) there you go. That's that's the key right there, buddy. That's awesome. But I'm busted. You know what I mean? So yeah, trying to, I mean, I I didn't, I don't know what, what the introduction looks like to a three-year-old, you know, cause I wasn't, I don't, I don't have those memories. That wasn't, that wasn't part of my, you know, my start to it. So trying to figure out where I can take him that I can show him animals without, having to burn out his attention span to get him there. Cause I, I mean, I can go, I know where to go, you know, so I can go on a good little hike and I can find some bucks or, you know what I mean? Coyotes or what I can get into animals, but 
I don't know how far <laughs> how far his little legs are willing to go before his brain's gonna you know spaz out over. see a squirrel and you know we're just gonna be playing with the dirt and sticks on the trail and I'm gonna be like tears are right over there just come on but I think I think that's where we go wrong is yeah. is is we want them to see what we want them to see instead yep. of just taking them out and letting them be who they are and yep. experiencing the stuff that is grabbing their eye that squirrel yes. or picking that pine cone up and throwing a rock at you know what i mean throwing the pine cone yep. trying to hit it i know for me that's where i went wrong when i started taking my son out is because it was okay focus on this be quiet here don't do this don't do that and we it's like you, know, you take them to the beach and we just let them run on the fucking beach and enjoy the beach yep. it should be the same thing in the woods yeah you know i i, I I hear you, and I and I'm I, I've been in the same boat and kind of in the same boat still with trying to get my boy on these elk, but I think we need to let them experience it. Get them out there is enough. Let them experience it for themselves, because we all have a different outlook on it. For whatever reason, it does something different to us all. We're drawn to different things, even in the same place. So, yeah. Just my two cents in on that shit. And uh, your your boy's a stud, man. His birthday's a day after mine. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Pretty badass right there, um, in my opinion. <laughs> hey, you know, I I, I I was I was mad at my wife. I was convinced she did it on purpose, right? I'm like, what are you doing trying to wreck my deer season? But it, it'll be <laughs> – I say that sarcastically. My, she, she's amazing. If, if she ever does listen to this, I'm just kidding, honey. I love you. You're awesome. But uh, no, uh, she, it, it'll be uh, assuming, you know, assuming I don't push so hard that I run him away from this. I mean, he already loves the outdoors. He's already, you know, he wants to, uh, I, I think, I think if I don't, if I don't do something to screw it up, I mean, he'll, he'll probably want to follow in the footsteps, but I can't wait to, I mean, it's been the perfect excuse to take him hunting on his birthday. All right, honey, we're going, we're Heck yeah. taking the week off for his birthday. Here we go. Yep. That's a hard one, man. Oof. That is a hard I When I was taking my boy to Texas, and even this year, because my, my son's homeschooled now, and we went to Colorado on that elk trip, man, I was, every time I get a damn text, is he doing his work? Son of a bitch, he's homeschooled, lady. And we're in the mountains yeah. with no signal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, man. So, yeah. It's a different work. We'll call this, uh, we'll call this personal growth, this right? Is, yeah, hell yeah. This is life work right here. Yeah. Not saying that I don't value his education. It's paramount but yeah it's nothing like the woods man um so shit we were talking about the focus so so because i said it so we got michael merrill you talked about tate what what other what other guys so they know that they're having a good impact what what else i mean yeah i think i think cam haynes had to have been part of the ultimately i think i you know I, i picked up on michael from from cam haynes and seeing just him comment on there all the time and all the stuff he was doing which i mean it's it's hard though you can't I, I gotta I look at Cam through a different set of lenses than everybody else because I mean he's like a f- fucking superhero you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's like I <laughs> I compared I made a comment to to Mike Merrill the other day comparing comparing uh, <laughs> comparing competing in the woods 
with Cam Haynes to competing in the woods against a mountain lion. It's just, you, you know what I mean? But it's, it's something to strive for. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to discredit him. You know what I mean? It, it's like he, he's worked for where he's at. It's funny. Cause I watched a video not that long ago. I, when I do dishes or whatever, I'll try to find something on, or for a long time I was doing, uh, watching people's hunts on YouTube. Now I'm, now I'm nonstop, uh, Western contours, but you know, shameless plug for you. <laughs> but, uh, I saw, you know, a couple months ago, I, I, I came across a video that was him in the early days. And I mean, it's not, you, you know what I mean? I, it's like, it's like looking at a picture of him when he was like 12 or 15, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Compared to like a guy, you know what I mean? And like 25, you know, the, the progression from here, here he is going into peewee football to like, oh, he just made it. Now he's going to, you know, whatever, but yeah, Cam's a Cam's a stud, but it's a different. You got to look at him different. That's a that's the long term goal, not like someone I can I can try to look at on a day to day basis and keep up with. But I mean, yeah, uh, Tate Hale, that guy just you, you again. You you look at people that you get up and you got a bad day and you're talking yourself out of what you you know what you don't want to do because it's going to suck or it's going to be uncomfortable or you don't want to do it. And and then you look at guys that really, I mean by that same perspective have have a real reason to quit and you're like look at what these guys are doing right. what are you just shut up and get up and no one you know like like all the cam stuff no one cares you know what mm-hmm. i mean just just shut up and get after it look at these guys i mean they're like you said they're 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 all supermen there's everybody's got a different one but there's there's s's on all their chests man um uh try no feet that See. guy, I mean, yeah, just they're animals, man. Just all the, like I said, I mean, the first time I, I think the first time I really reached out to you with, with more than just a, you know, a comment or whatever was, uh, um, after I listened to the Mike Merrill episode, I, I started listening to all the, all the Kong Valley collective ones. And there's just, I, like I said before, I've, I've struggled to find the words, um, to, to try to put enough meaning to what I feel. And, and it was like, and I think I said this to you in another one, it's like listening to my voice come out of, you know, out of somebody else or my sentiments come out through someone else's voice. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I mean, all the, all the positive just pictures and the, the mission that, you know, that the, of Kong Valley Collective, all that, that's, I mean, there's, there's good things happening. And uh, I, I just hope to try to ride the wave a little bit. It's not a hard one to get on either. No, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, and to be a part of it, I think it, it it's even more motivation when because all those guys are so willing to have a conversation, right? And they're just yeah. just normal fucking dudes, man. Um, you you brought up Sydney. I, I got redemption in about two weeks, man. I don't know if you heard it, the disabled outdoorsman episode, and uh, last year at the Utah Western Hunting Conservation Expo, I was uh, my buddy. Uh, McConnell was there hanging out with the hush guys and I turn around and uh, there's fucking Sydney Smith, man, larger than life towering behind me. And dude, I went, I went schoolgirl dumb, bro. <laughs> I th- I, all I remember is a uh, 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 Sydney Smith and uh, yeah, man, it, it was the funniest thing. So this year I'll get to actually, I've had a couple combos with Sid. So I'll be a little re- calmer talking to him. Yeah. I get to redeem myself to a point, man. But, but like you said, you see these guys and you know what they're doing and, and they're, they're just giving you that go, you know, and it's not just about hunting, right? It's, you know, whatever it is, it's no. just like, you know, 
What what would Sid do? Would Sid throw in the fucking towel? The guys in the in the hospital getting legs amputated, talking about him running a fucking Ironman. Oh. Yeah, well, it happened to decide. I mean, she, you know, like that was I was like listening to, like I said, I just not that long ago finished finished Tate's, and you know, knowing that you're gonna have to make the decision to say, hey, you know, get take this thing. I'm 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 gonna be better off without it. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a world of suck. I know I know what that looks like. You know what I mean? I've done this before, but take this thing off. I'm gonna start over again, and that's fuck, man. That's. Yeah. Uh, I'm terrified for you, brother. Uh, <laughs> mad respect. That's- yeah, I mean, it's it smacks you in your bitch ass head. That's that's the easiest way for me to say it, right? I mean, yeah. it really, you have to look inward and go, "I'm a fucking pussy." I mean, yeah. legitimately, I'm a pussy because I don't know in that situation that I would have had that much to to really look at that and say, "I'm going to do that." You know, I, I just, yeah. I, that's phenomenal to me, man. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's a reason to push harder. <sighs> Holy I mean, shit. I'm still not going to commit to an Ironman, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, set a, I'll set a loftier goal for myself, uh, you know. Yeah, just a, just a little bit. I, I was watching, I watched Sid's Ironman, and uh, the whole day I was just glued to the computer and, uh, Sat outside, man. I'm like, told my wife, I can bring my plug. You know, I didn't want to miss an opportunity to see Sid running this, not realizing that they only show the fucking pros on the course. Yeah. And right. uh, I finished watching it, man. And I, I swear to you, bro, I was I was just shy of tears, like choking up when he crossed that fucking finish line. And uh, my wife was I like. I haven't seen him, but he, I mean, he's carrying somebody else, right? No, no. Or he, helping. No, no, he comes across that son of a bitch like a freaking champ, dude. Um, and my wife was like, now you're going to want to run an Ironman. I looked at her and I was like, woman, well, you're crazy. I can't do that shit. Yeah, right, I just want to support this guy. Yeah, I'm doing this because I had to see this shit. Yeah. There ain't no way I'm committing to an Ironman at this juncture. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean, hey, that's that's a, that's some goals, man. Yeah, like you said, there's <laughs> you, you don't have to try to measure up to them, but no. I mean, you, you can say look at that's that's what the human body or you know in that case in his case no disrespect most of the human body is capable of yeah i can do more i can do more that's it yep that and that there's that other bullet man it just takes that fucking spark dude it takes that little bit of spark to get us out of that you know that that dark hole that whirlwind um and it's funny where we find it man It, it is it's the craziest thing craziest yeah. fucking thing and then I, I mean you look at and that and I guess that's the I guess that's the question I would have for you though so for me when I when I get in the outdoors right that's that's my place I, I need to be there I can't it's not a want it's a need I have to do it for that peace of mind so when you're in that in that dark period where you're not getting out as much where you where you just kind of uh, turned off to it or no, nah, never turned off to it. But it, um, I think, like I said, you know, in the trying to find the, the trying to assume the new role and everything, I, I sort of, so in the, like I said earlier, you know, in my early years, it was, it was single mom, um, taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. And when I say taking care of everything, I mean, she took care of everything. It was, you know, she, she got, got us to work or got us, got us to school in the morning, got herself to work. Uh, you know, we had lunches and everything, come home, you know, she'd make dinner, do everything, laundry. I mean, she took care of everything. The first time, first time I bred Blake's, 
bread, bread breaks. The first time I bled breaks, um, I had my Chilton's manual out. I knew what was going on and I went in there to ask her for help. And she, before I had time to tell her anything other than that, I needed her help with what I was doing. She, you know, it's like, well, do you want me on the bleeder screw? Or do you want me to pump the pedal? So, you know, she, she's, my, my mom's awesome. She's, I mean, she, yeah, she's a badass, but, um, where's I going with that? <laughs> um, I actually lost my train of thought completely on that one. Uh, where are we at? Oh, the, the spark. Um, Wow, I'm really lost on that one. Sorry. No worries, man. <laughs> Shit happens. I do it all the time, bro. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it'll come back. Um, yeah. But yeah, this just, you know, we were talking about about that spark and, and why, uh, where you were at with the outdoors and why that wasn't. Oh, again, yeah. So I saw she just, she did, she did everything and it was, it was about, you know, it was about taking care of my sister and I and she didn't have, she didn't have a personal life. So, again, you know, my, my wife and I are not, it's, it's different, you know what I mean? But I didn't, my picture of what, what providing looked like meant, you know, that if, if I needed to, if I need whatever I needed to do so that, you know, I sacrificed is what I saw, you know, I saw my mom give up on personal life and take care of everything that needed to be taken care of. So, um, again, like I said before, I couldn't, I still struggle. I can't, I can't really explain to my wife why I need, why I need the time in the woods. She gets it to a point, but again, you know what I mean? When it's like, well, Santa Rosa was on, you know, the, the North Bay was on fire again this year during deer season. And I, I all I could think is I, I really want to hunt the last weekend of season. But <laughs> you know, when there's, when there's a fire that we're technically supposed to be evacuated from, it's like three miles away. That's just waiting on the wrong wind to come at the house. You know, I can't really, Okay, sorry. The, the new norm, I heard somebody say this year for Sonoma County is that, you know, we catch on fire in October, which, I mean, you guys have been dealing with that for a long time. You guys get your wildfires every every year, every mm-hmm. couple of years, right? But, um, you know, so looming fire, you know, within a close proximity that we were technically evacuated from but stayed home. I can't really justify running off for the last weekend of deer season. So um, I wasn't not getting out. I just wasn't getting wasn't getting as much time really as I needed, I think. And so that was adding to it, just not, you know, and then again, like you said, like you're saying before, it's, it's what you focus on. So I drive to San Francisco every day for work. Um, that's where most of, you know, local 38, where most of our work is. I don't, I don't love it. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a different mentality to, to the people once, once you get down there and it's, it's not so much about your fellow man. It's about, you and what you need right now and Mm -hmm. everybody else is going to wait. So, um, you know, you got to kind of shift into a different, I mean, it's almost a defense mechanism, right? It's kind of how I looked at it. You just kind of have to kind of close yourself off a little bit and and do what you got to do to get in and out of the city so I could get to and from work. But, um, I actually wrote down one bullet point that, that actually touches on a couple of different things is, is the, uh, how important is the why? And that was, that was something that kind of, I, I texted my wife today. I've been, you were talking about, uh, <laughs> you were talking about your, your kind of going school girl with, uh, with Sid Smith. And mm-hmm. this morning when I saw your, when I saw your DM, I had the stupidest grin on my face. And honestly, I, I closed, I closed everyone. <laughs> I closed every DM you gave me today trying to kind of quickly because I was like, he's going to see this stupid smile on my face. And he's going to be like, I'm not going to go talk to this guy. <laughs> That's this guy's just going to laugh and giggle the whole time. But, 
the I mean the why. All right, so I don't I don't love I don't love the concrete jungle, but why do I do it? Because that's the the I'm not going to be able to make I'm not going to legally be able to make the kind of money I'm making to take care of my my family, you know, and provide the lifestyle anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So is it worth it? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And that's what that's kind of what the what my you know, what my outdoor mission is too, is the figuring out the why I know a lot of stuff, but I can't explain why just my, you know, the, the experiences you've had and, uh, and, and all the things it's, you know, you've got, you've got pictures of things in your head. You've got things, you know, but like to try to explain that to someone else. So, you know, trying to, I'm trying to plan for the future already, trying to figure out how I'm going to explain all these things to, you know, to my son, if, if he adopts this lifestyle and I'm, I'm trying to kind of step back, you know, with that, with that childlike perspective and, and figure out these things that I know that I've come to accept as facts, you know, whether it's about myself and, and the way I am because of nature or the way, you know, nature is period, just the, what the, what the why really is and what that really means. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you listened to that, that episode that I did with my son yet. Um, yes, I did. Dude. So I had the same questions, the same curiosities. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And, you know, as they get older, they, they not in a bad way, right? They're going to walk their path and they pull away from the things yep. that you want them to experience. And this year going, you know, to Colorado with my boy and him opening my eyes back up, dude, it was it was like, holy shit, there's the why, buddy. I mean, it was yeah. it was next level, dude. I mean, I don't know if you could hear it in that episode when he's talking. And, it, oh, man, I was, dude, I was speechless. Um, it, it's just amazing. And that why, as much as we want to explain it to them, it's, it's, it's like I said earlier, you take him out there and you want to show him the deer, but he wants to look at the squirrel. Fuck, that's the why, you know, just to get yeah. him out there. Um it's crazy, man. It, it is. It's a weird cycle of things, a weird, weird cycle. But it, it really is again a different experience and path for each of us as we're out there. As much as there is those commonalities, man, that experience is is different for each one of us. You know, guys focus on pine needles, and I'm looking at acorns or some shit. But they're all every yeah. every part of it is just beautiful, man. Um, yeah, I don't. I haven't talked to anybody that can explain it. I, I've had that conversation. <laughs> that's the problem. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with trying to. Maybe I want to be the first one to put it to words. Maybe that's what it is, dude. I, I, I'm telling you, I've had, I've had people way smarter than me, and and they say the same thing. I can't put it into words. There's just no way for me to express that in a few words. I, I don't think it's possible, honestly. And I think it changes. I think it's ever evolving. You know, there was a time where it was like, I'm going to the woods, I'm killing something, you know, or I'm yeah. going in the woods cause I'm filling the freezer. Um, I don't, I'm just going in the woods. I don't give a shit if I don't even see anything, right. There's, there's an evolution. It's ever, it's never ending. Um, yeah. In that experience, the search for that experience. So I think that's one of the reasons that it's so goddamn difficult to really put, you know, put it to words that explain it all and make sense to us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got it. You got a lifetime. You got a lifetime and every, every word there is, I'll explain it all. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But it's the most, it's the most beautiful thing I have ever experienced. Less 
the my wedding baby if you heard yeah. that <laughs> uh, the birth of my kids is, and after that man it's in the woods I, I, I ain't no shit about it absolutely not there's a lot yeah, of things think, that are you know finality right we're gonna die yeah I just don't want the woods to go away <laughs> yeah you know it, it, yeah, it's a trip 100%. man it's a trip they, we need to we need to keep them it is a trip yeah, it's it's. I mean, we. I think we're so far from. You know, you look at animals. Animals have instincts still, right? Even even the ones that their their habitat is changing, ever changing by you know our hand or whatever the cause of it. They still have instincts. We're we're so far from where we started and where you know again air quotes we're supposed to be that I think that most of the time that that doesn't the spidey senses don't tingle anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Or even if they do, you don't recognize it because we're not supposed to sit in a cubicle and answer a phone and stare at a computer or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, you know, the grind is, Mm -hmm. you know, for everybody Monday through Friday, but you get out there again and it is. And again, you gotta be, that's, that was, that was the other part of the struggle too, is, you know, I'm the time that I get out there, I'm still taking all this perceived injustice of the concrete jungle. Right. You know, taking that, that permanent bad attitude with me and like it's like a it's like coming in hot to the dock you know what i mean you're in the no wake zone and you and you you power in hard until you hit that no wake buoy and stop well you're still throwing a buoy right, right. so um come in hot from the you know from the city and and downshift when you hit the dirt but you know your your mental wake is still there and you're not or at least for me i wasn't you know i mean <laughs> yeah i got to I got a couple of, I got into it with my dad a couple of times while we were up there. You know what I mean? Just like hurry up and hunt. Like, what do you mean hurry up and hunt? Like you're, you're doing it wrong. Obviously. Like if, you, if that's even in your head, you're, you're 180 degrees from where you need to be. Yeah. And, and you know, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to hear it. <laughs> that's a, that's a goddamn good analogy, man. With the weight. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. So I spent more days in the woods on the mountain this year than I ever have in a single season. I probably a couple seasons combined. And it's the first time where I've it's been the opposite. Right? I'm coming from the woods and I have that that peace of mind, that peace or whatever it is in me. And yeah. I'm having to come back into the shit show that is Southern California. Yeah. Um but it's actually I hate the traffic like I'll never deal with the traffic but it's actually yeah. opened me up a little bit it's this shit sounds Californian um but it's disconnected me from a lot of that concrete and and glass and steel if uh if I'm going to say it in a way that doesn't get me made fun of <laughs> um but I mean, even like, you know, with working out, right. I used to go to the gym a couple times a day and I hit the weights hard and I'd work out. No, dude, I tried to go to the gym after this season and I just couldn't get, I couldn't get past the atmosphere to get into that mode. Right. I just, I can't do it. It just doesn't feel the same. So I'd work out in the garage and I'm like, this is not, it, I just wasn't at peace. Like, like I have been on the mountain for all that time, just disconnected from it, man. Um, yeah. So it's the opposite extreme, but experience in that has really 
has really opened my eyes to more in the experience. It, it was a phenomenal season. I mean, even just take the animals away that amount of time, you know, in nature, man, it just does something to your, to your soul, to your, you know, your mindset, your whole being. There's nothing like it, man. But that was a great analogy yeah. looking at that, you know, bitching perspective. But, uh, yeah. So what's on the, what's on the docket for, uh, this year coming up, man, you said you got these big plans. I got, to... yeah, I got, a, I got, I got, I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't want to let too much out on that. Cause if I, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll feel like a failure if I, uh, if I say too much about it and then it doesn't, it doesn't pan out. I will say I got, uh, I'm going to try to get, I have a sort of a plan for, you know, trying to get my show, my wife, you know, cause obviously like we said, you can't, you can't put words to it, but to, to show my wife, you know, bring her into it a little more. I tried a couple years ago. Um, actually she went through all the online, um, and passed the, all the online stuff for the hunter safety. She decided to go and take the, take the actual test. Um, and she was all dialed in and then kind of, you know, got pregnant and sort of, you know, softened her eyes a little bit. And, and she was never sold on, on whether same thing, you know, where I was, where she, if, when it finally came down to it, if she was going to be able to pull the trigger, and then even after that, you know, if she could, if she could do that, if, if everything, if the real work, if she was going to be able to, you know, stomach that. And I told her flat out, I was like, look, if you, I'm not going to be upset, you know, if you take this, you know, let's ride this ride as far as you're willing to. And, you know, if you got to say, it's like with your daughter, you know what I mean? If it time comes and she can't do it, can't do then, it. then I got another rifle in the safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I told her, I was like, I won't be mad at you. She, you just, <laughs> I just got more gear and That's you know, you, you be on a couple of hikes with me probably. So. Yeah. But no, I'm gonna try to find somewhere where we can, uh, you know, maybe just some easy, some easy hiking where we can go, the three of us, my wife, m- my son, and myself, and and you know, just go on some deer hikes. And if, I mean, if I if I manage to line everything else up and uh, and I'm so deserving, then then it'll all come together, uh, you know, real easy with the whole family there. And and if not, well, you know, it'll be a camping trip where dad's, you know, if I'm ready, if dad's packing around the bow, and if not that's back around the boomstick but, that's right um that's i got and so that's that's one goal one goal for this year um my my buddy that i do most of my hunting with now uh he it's been i think he's seven seasons seven seasons now and again i mean it's not you know it's not all about that but he uh he, he would love uh love to have some medicine in the freezer also you know Heck not yeah. have to not have to ask for some which i mean i'll happily give him but um so yeah, that, that was part. Of, that was one of my goals for last season. Was I wanted to get him a wanted to get him a buck, and I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna pull the trigger on anything if he was with me until he had. But um, you know, luckily he wasn't there for opening weekend, so I was able to uh, I was able to get in on that double with my with my dad. But um, yeah, get get the family out on you know some kind of deer hiker hunt and uh, get get him on something hopefully, and then. Uh, the other secret mission that I'll, I'll tell you about it as it gets closer. Once I piece, you know, get a couple of the pieces a little more lined up, but, uh, Heck yeah, yeah it, it, it'll be, that's, if, if I can make that one work out, I'm, I'm, uh, I will be able to put better perspective, I think, to what this means than I can right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll have to keep me posted on it, man. So <laughs> with hunting, with life, and it, it could be either or, um, 
we should always be striving to grow and improve. What's what's that? And I don't want no fucking New Year's resolution, but what's that thing you're working on in anticipation for this upcoming season? Um, that that one that one focus for this year to get better. Uh, for myself personally, outside of the the other goals that I got going on, yeah, I need to get my I need to get my confidence back with the I mean with everything I haven't. I'm, I'm, I got a, I got an on and off relationship with the bow. Um, I've had, I had shoulder surgery last October. Um, something like 10 years ago, I started beating my, my upper back and shoulders up pretty good. And I've been carrying around a, you know, damaged rotator cuff for, like I said, like 10 years. And I finally just had it, um, went in and finally had surgery on it last year. And I'm still, I'm nervous. I'm, you know, it scares me. So I haven't, I've, I've, I got my bow. I got the new limbs put on it last year. I think it's, it's pulling like 57 pounds or something like that right now. So it's low enough that I'm not, you know, it, my bow doesn't scare me. I just haven't, I haven't dedicated the time to really getting back to it yet, but, um, I need to get my confidence up with that. Um, and my rifle, I just switched, um, two years ago, I bought a, uh, Weatherby Vanguard seven mag. And I've, before that I've only ever hunted with, a uh, an ancient, uh, is my air quotes, grandpa's, um, uh, Savage model 99 and 300 Savage. And probably four years ago, I think the barrel shot out is what it's ultimately come down to. I've been, I've been having accuracy issues with it over, like I said, probably about five years. And, I mean, I tried to blame the scope for the longest time, but you know, I chase paper all during the off season and I can't, I can't get it to hold zero. Like it doesn't want to, I'll put two shots together and then wing the third one will wing out somewhere and I can't get it. There's no, you know, try to try to chase it around with the scope. I can't get it centered, you know, even though the groupings will kind of hold. So I'm not going out there with the confidence I used to have, you know what I mean? So right. I gotta, I gotta spend some time with the new rifle, get the confidence up. Um, and really, I mean, honestly, it's probably probably has nothing to do with any of that. It's, it's all it's all probably part of the same, you know, vicious mental cycle mm-hmm. that I've been stuck in. But just keep looking at all this good stuff everybody's doing, and stay focused on uh, on what I'm trying to what I'm trying to give back. And uh, I think everything else will just kind of work itself yeah, out. Shit will fall into place, man. On that shoulder, yeah. uh, Preston Ward, man, Mountain Physio, that dude's a badass. Um, check his episode out, but then you, Preston is like he's a phenomenal guy. Um, but reach out to him; he's a he's a, a doctor of physical therapy, and his focus his focus with us is archery hunters. Um, okay, and I know three people, um, listeners, friends. Um, that have went to Preston that have made leaps and bounds. And then matter of fact, you got Dr. David Shalane. He's another PT. Um, and he's up your way. He's another that one. That sounds familiar to me. Yeah. Actually. It's uh what is well, David's, what is his uh, elk lungs is his Instagram handle. Um, but he's another PT guy. That's a hunter, you know, doing his thing. And uh, he's another one with that, with that background. Okay. So check those and guys what was, out. What was Preston's last name? Preston Ward. His is uh, Ward? on Instagram. It's Mountain Physio. Okay. Yeah. Preston's out of Utah. He's a. They're both those guys are badasses. So Preston, he does. I mean, his, like I said, his specialty is archery hunting. 
um, and, and working with archers to get them, you know, in that best physical condition. And I know, like I said, I know folks that have worked with them um, that were that just rant and rave like holy hell. Nothing but problems until I got with Preston. So, but shit, man. Um, again, you saved me for my Saturday. Um, I appreciate you jumping on, man. I appreciate the DMs, the support, everything, man. Absolutely, I appreciate. Yeah, uh, yeah you putting all the good stuff out there for me to, you know, piece the puzzle together. Yeah, I'm glad it's. Uh, I'm glad it's bringing value. That's all I gotta say. It's it's less about yeah. me and the podcast and more about the folks that are contributing to it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's bitching to hear it and you know get to shoot the shit about it, man, and you know get some of your story. So I appreciate right you, man. On. But yeah, keep me yeah. posted on those plans, man. And uh, yeah, we'll drop this uh, in two hours. <laughs> Got some work to do yet. <laughs> right on. All right, brother. You take care. Thank Thanks, you, sir. Happy night. Bye. Tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts, and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. The purpose of Valley to Peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the backcountry. There's no secret. This is done through education, coaching, and programming based on personal goals and preferences. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com or catch them on Instagram at V2P Nutrition.